Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our overgloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. Peeps, with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. I'm very sing-songy peeps. today. <laughs> yes, you are. And I, I I, really enjoy it when you're sing-songy. So if you could bring more do sing-songy you? to the pod, I would really appreciate that. You do like that? I do, Why? I like it. Why do you like that? I'd like to know. It brings me joy. I think you have, I think you have a really beautiful voice. And I'm, I'm not just being facetious. I'm being honest. I wonder I if Voices of Dentistry voice. is going to bring back their karaoke night. Because it'll be the first night that everyone would be able to see me sing in real life. You need to okay, message, you so need to message Alan Mead. I'm going to message him right now. <laughs> I'm in the middle of writing an Instagram message right now to one of my gays. But after I'm done messaging my gay, then I'm for sure messaging Alan yeah. Mead. Um, so what's your, what's your um, karaoke song of choice, Irene? Oh, man. I have so many. I have a few. Um... Are any of them Celine Dion? Uh, no, because I can't do her justice. Yeah, I feel it, like a it's a go. big, it's a big ask. You got to read the room, and yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, I found in my life of loving Celine Dion because I've loved her my whole life that there are two types of people in the world. There are the people that love her and the people that really don't love her. There's no like in the middle. There's there's no in between. No, where they're there's like, no okay. one that's like. I could go or I could go without Celine Dion. It's either like they love her or hate her. And then as soon as I tell them I'm Canadian, it's like, oh, well, you love her because you're Canadian. It's like, actually, no, like has nothing to do with that. She's like, there are plenty of the most amazing voice in the whole wide world. Plenty of Canadian singers that I'm like, not all about. Um, Yeah. So like Avril Lavigne. (laughs) Avril Lavigne. Oh my gosh, Avril Lavigne. Oh my god. We listen I listen I don't know if you do, but I listen to the to the Working Interferences podcast and the most recent episode yeah. they talked all about Avril Lavigne for like 45 minutes. Why? And I was really offended. I was really offended at one point because like Lance and Josh know that I listen to their podcast and I was offended at one point that I didn't get an honorable mention for being Canadian. Yeah. Like they didn't even say like, hey, I wonder if Irene knows where Napanee is, where Avril Lavigne is from. And like I, I, I could have nodded in the car, but no, they didn't. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like no. mildly offended that I, I didn't get yes. like an honorable Canadian mention. Missed opportunities. Yeah. Yes. If you're listening to this, peeps, uh, yes. we're no longer friends. Yeah. So until you do a mention. Until you do a mention, I'm never mentioning you ever again. Ever. And unfollowing you both <laughs> on social media, on all forms of social media. Telling my dog not to like you anymore. Um Lou, Lou don't like Josh and Lance. <laughs> Lou, get your Lou, block now. them on your account too. <laughs> um, how are you? Are you living your best life? I need to know. I'm good. Yeah. So it was Thanksgiving this past week, and anybody who knows me knows that Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Like I, I thought, Pride love, Week love, love, was love, your love favorite it. holiday. Um, I, I do love Pride Week. Um, however, I Thanksgiving is just my okay. jam. But to be clear, Thanksgiving at my house basically is Pride Week because it's literally just like gays in and out of the house the whole time. We it's it started off as like a friends Thanksgiving on that Thursday, which has now evolved into like everybody comes over on Wednesday night and we stay up way too late and sing a lot of Celine Dion. And then all day Thursday, it's like we watch the Rockettes, we watch the whole Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, we eat, we drink 
lots of wine. I mean, I'm not kidding you. The My entire recycling bin is full of White Claw cans and wine. And then we, um, you know, hang out and lounge all day Friday and eat desserts and pajamas and know, the whole thing. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. So we had a really beautiful time. Uh, my sister and her fiance flew in town um, to be able to hang out with all of us. And it was just, it was so good to get everybody together and eat fabulous food and laugh and um, just connect. I, I like yeah. Thanksgiving because you don't feel that pressure of like, oh no, I have to get my Christmas cards out and I have to get pr- Christmas gifts for right. everybody. You know what I mean? It's just like, just get everybody together and have a beautiful time. That's where the memories are made. Yeah. So, it was really wonderful. And now I'm in this like post Thanksgiving blues where I just am sad and I wish that it was Thanksgiving again. Your Thanksgiving so. is so close to Christmas though. Like ours was in October. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember know, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like did I go somewhere? Yeah. Did I do anything? I don't even know. I feel like you did. I can't rem- I can't quite recall. I did. You had Romanian cabbage. We don't uh, celebrate Thanksgiving time. in my family. Like Thanksgiving is oh. such a like east not an Eastern European thing at all. Like there's like no. Well, it's it's like the opposite because like we when we celebrate it like Christmas we do Columbus a big deal for Easter. Like Easter is a huge thing. Okay, I was just gonna say yeah for you for you it's it's Easter for us it's like we get excited because like the pilgrims came and they wanted to sit down with you know everybody and break bread and come together and do the whole thing. And I feel like so there's so much more, more to that story than they're really than you're really. Depicting. There's like a, there's, there's a like lot there is a lot more. I, Let's just I'm not even go there. Is what I was trained on in my <laughs> right. history class, which was which like is, the wrong has thing. Been hand-picked. Right. Let's <laughs> has not been go. Let's not go into historians. Thanksgiving and the history of Christopher Columbus. <laughs> and how. What on a sponsored on a sponsored episode like let's just not let's just not even go there. I like highly recommend we just like arret right now. I'm also living my best life. Thank you for asking. It's it's been it's been like you look amazing. Thank you. I am doing. You look great. I am doing my best. Your top looks like a piano. My top. My my. Oh, it does look like a piano, but I guess there's a bottom part to it too. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I am wearing this item because it's very cozy. I'm all about the um, household athleisure wear. It's like a skirt, cozy it's chic. Like, it's I cozy call chic. It. Yeah. I got a manicure and a yeah. pedicure today while I was in class. Oh. If anyone's listening that's in my class, please don't tell my teacher. Um, yeah. Because I'm preparing for this week's speaking gig at America at, uh. at American at DIA, Di- which I'm DIA. very sad that you're missing. So I don't know if you're around, but hopefully you can tune in on Instagram because I'm going to get someone to Instagram live it. I have had a lot of mm. writer's block for this particular oh. performance. Because normally... This I know. This, yeah. Like, I haven't even sent in my presentation. Literally, they're emailing every oh. single day and they're like, we need your presentation, we need your... And I feel like just replying and saying, like, there is nothing of CE merit on here. Like, it is all anecdotal <laughs> content. It is all just, like, Irene's storytelling. It is... 45 minutes of a keynote of like why I was a terrible boss like it has nothing to do with like you can't you can't justify this for CE I feel well so I and I and I get that because you know when we talk about CE we're talking about this being like scientific right right? and having the research on it so for our our viewers at home Irene is delivering a program about what dental hygienists want and one thing that I I mean there's so many things that I really respect and appreciate about, about you but one of them is that you are this is a, a primarily a dental conference i'm the first hygienist that's ever spoken hygienist. like they've never exactly. had a yep. they've never had a hygienist on a podium and they've never had a hygienist do a main stage 
Right, right. So it's a big so deal. It's, you're you're breaking, you know, all all the rules and all the boundaries of what has come before. This is their third iteration, I believe, DIA 3.0. Yeah. Um, because they canceled it last year, uh, and it's a very, very, very cool conference. In fact, I was there uh, 2.0. I was so sad was that I missed Phoenix. it. I you should have been there. It was awesome. They they literally had like a beer pong table on the trade show floor, and they served um, Pedialyte. Yeah, they're still and doing Advil Pedialyte on the break. Yep. Yeah, yep. So it's it's a very it's it's just but it's it's a cool event because it gets people together and it gets you thinking about dentistry differently. But I, I I really respect and love that they are leaning on you to represent. Like, what do hygienists really want? This is such a timely piece because. Now we're starting to see some trends where the job market has shifted yep. quite a bit and hygienists can come in and name their price and hygienists can come in and say, this is the equipment that I need and hygienists can have a bit more autonomy in what types of practices that they work in, whether that was because several hygienists left the profession during this global health crisis, maybe um, yep. needed to retire and now we're, we are ready to retire. People um, you know, that wanted to get out of dental hygiene decided mm-hmm. this is my opportunity to make my exit. Um, hygiene schools had some backlog. Do you want to just do my lecture for me? Because you're basically doing it. Thank you. No, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But what I mean to say is, you know, there, there's been a lot of ebbing and flowing and changing. And so now you've got these doctors that or practice owners that, you know, want to, you know, bring uh, a new hygienist in or, you know, need to start, you know, filling the need of, you know, hygienists in these yeah. columns and things like that. And it's important to, to look at the fact that what hygienists maybe wanted in like, I don't, I don't know, the 90s or early 2000s might be different yeah. now. Back then, you hygienists know, just wanted to have fun. In the early 80s and 90s. Hygienists just want to So I love, I love everything that you said. And like many of the, many of the um, like sections of my presentation highlight some of those things. But I had to shift. I shifted my entire presentation when they like sent me an email. They're like, hey, we're moving you from whatever room to like a main stage. Um, so like, although it, the title of it is like what hygienists want and I like used that like what women's want movie poster as like the artwork for it, um, which is, cute. I changed, yeah, thank you. I changed the entire flow of it because the reason why we aren't able to get what we want is because it's never been defined. Like, what do you yeah. want dentist? I use that like, what do you want? He's got a lot of money like that, like clip from the notebook mm-hmm. is part of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. you know, we've got these two independent professions. We've got dentistry and dentists and dental hygienists, and we're all collaboratively working under the same roof. But when was the last time you sat down and defined like what your career looks like? What do you want out of yeah. your career hygienist? What do you want out of your career dentist? And Perhaps have we ever discussed that maybe those two wants are not the same thing? Maybe the hygienist wants to see more kids and loves passionately working with children right. and wants to work in whatever, a multidisciplinary practice where doc wants to do implants and hygiene would be SRPs and implant maintenance. Like that is that is what I've shifted it to is like, how do we expect to live and work in this collaborative approach and have a good like relationship with one another when A, we're not communicating and B, yeah. we haven't even defined what we want. We like hire someone 
someone because of an impulse or because of a feeling or because you worked for my friend. Oh yeah, I know this person on the resume. Like we've all done that before. You went to the school that my cousin's daughter went to. Like cool, you're hired. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I've shifted it completely. So if anyone is available this Friday at 1215 and would like to catch it on my Instagram, I encourage you if you're on your lunch break to like sound on in your lunchroom because it's not just for hygienists or just for dentists. It's for everyone and hopefully and that's so that's why I've had writer's block because it's the first time I've ever written something like this and it's not I have like eight slides for 45 minutes of time. So it's and you know what? That's there's no probably perfect. prompts. Like there, sure there are no perfect. prompts to like, and this slide, we're going to talk about why hydroxyapatite needs fluoride for it to remineralize a lesion that the P it's like, mm -hmm. there's none of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm nervous. That's I'm nervous for this, though. but I'm also excited because I know that this will be like a defining moment in my speaking career. If it mm -hmm. works well, I'll never be able to do science again. Mm -hmm. Or... I'll prefer not to do science again. Yeah. And we, and, and Christina, is, Christina and I talked about this. Katrina and I both work with the same productivity coach who I started working with after a podcast episode where you mentioned her like every day. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So she asked me this question about like, what kind of speaking gigs do you like to do? And I was like, I don't know, the ones that pay me, like, <laughs> like the, yeah. like whatever, <laughs> the ones that have a budget, like the ones that won't be like, we'll only give you $250 for travel where it costs $1,000 to get to them. Um, uh, <laughs> no yeah. shade thrown, but hey, it happens. <laughs> So, so, um, she was like, well, what speaking gigs do you like to do? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, well, let me know after this week. And I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, I have a feeling that after your lecture this week, your answer will change. And I was like, damn, damn. She knows. Mm -hmm. she, she knows. knows. She always knows. She does. She's so wise she's, beyond she her years. Is. Anywho, we have an episode today. I'm, I'm excited for this. Irene. We do. We, and also we have a sponsored episode today from our peeps at Phillips, who I love. So who I'm going to talk about yes. for like two minutes, something that I've realized. Okay. okay. I have realized that before the holidays, everyone wants to get their teeth whitened. And I know yes. it was like a stupid thing that we always talked about before. It was like, have you ever thought of whitening your teeth before the holidays? But I feel like for the last two years, I've forgotten to ask that question because everybody's wearing masks. Everyone's wearing right? masks. Nobody's really doing anything. Like we're all. So now people are coming to me asking me about teeth whitening. And yeah, I don't. Company parties are happening again. I no longer and, and, like, photos are happening have again. products in my office because I stopped buying it. Like two years ago, yeah. I stocked my office. I, or it's expired, right? Right. Like most I sold my yeah. like, I sold my, I don't know. I had like six kits of day white and six kits of night white. Sold those. And I was like peace out like I'm not ordering anything right yeah. now because nobody's asking so I don't want it to sit on the shelf so I had this like mm -hmm. influx of patients come in over the last four weeks asking about teeth whitening and they're like I'd like to whiten my teeth and I'm like sweating so I was like shit I don't, oh, no. I don't have any material does, to give them I'm like I've got zoom <laughs> kits I've got like three or four zoom kits left so like we'll sell those out because they're expiring soon too so like let's do those but they're like no I don't really want to do the in office like I just want to like touch up at home so then like Irene recently me Irene hi I'm Irene um I bought an I bought an itero like a few months ago and um zoom Phillips Phillips zoom released their um 
Zoom delivered product. So I did the Zoom delivered product mm. with a couple of patients. They had like great feedback. Like I created a little video. I would send them the video of like the instructions. So like super structured. Thank you, Christina. I love you for that. Um, system in place <laughs> is what she calls it. System, system in, in place. place. Um, and uh, so now these people are coming in and I hired a new hygienist. So she's like came to me panicking. She's like, three people this week wanted whitening and I don't have material. Where do I order it from? I'm like, Zoom delivered. So I taught her how to do it. And basically you take a, mm. you take a digital scan or you could take an impression. You send it to the proprietary lab. You fill out a prescription, just like you're like doing a prescription for a mouth guard or a sports guard or whatever, night guard. And they ship it to your patient. And then you send them the... Oh, they get they it. They get it. That's nice. I mean, you can send it to your office if you really want to like waste your chair time yeah. doing an insert. Why would you right? do that? Yeah. Or you mm-hmm. could just create a literal, literally a like a f- iPhone video and email it to your mm-hmm. patient and be like, this is how you mm-hmm. do it. So I did that. And... Yeah. Uh, production increased this month by just well, whitening. Yeah, of course, of course so, it did. And you you don't have that secondary chair time where they have to come back in. Seriously, which, like, well, I can't remember. There's a statistic about the amount of just to to turn over an operatory for to bring a patient in, even if it's for like I know that cost four minute check. I know that cost because I I I've, say, I've that identified cost. that cost. Yeah. So there's there's okay. three like uh, sections that it falls in. It's either the like consult flip which doesn't mm-hmm. require a mm-hmm. whole ton of like equipment there's the hygiene sure. flip and then there's the big procedure flip um so for me mm-hmm. to flip my operatory it's seven dollars yeah because i have to wear a variety of ppe and whatever so it's like and and In then the chair time that you're losing like you're the chair time, you're, you have to book two administrative units administrative time right. Your, your front office team has to call right. that patient, get them in. Who's got the case? What do we do? Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it just, it, it, all that stuff is just done. And you right. put it in the hands of the patient, right? right. It's, it's, it's on you. I love that. Yeah. It extends the reach of what you're doing with your patient and they don't even have to have their butt in the chair. Right. Like this is, this is like, this is next level dentistry totally. is, is really what we're doing here. And it reminds the patient. I mean, I, like they're, they're so good with their flossing the first like two days after they get a hygiene visit. But like now you're going to have more that's optimistic. Points, right? Like because that's really optimistic. It's, I was just saying you're optimistic. optimistic. Yeah. But the, you know, they always say the more touch points you have, sure. that's why you want to have a toothbrush that has the, you know, yeah, yeah. the office's name on it or whatever, you know, the more touch points you have, the more it reminds the patient, oh, yeah, I've got a yeah. dentist and all that. So you, you're, you're really extending. That's, that's really yeah. cool. And are your patients loving this? Are they, yeah. are they you know, giving a lot of good yeah, feedback? Yeah. I mean, it was an, ex- they, it's an, it's an, um, they know what to expect because most of these people are coming in asking for whitening by name. Like it's like, hey, I want to whiten my teeth. Like what do I do? And they're like, there are the variety of options like in office or take home. So when they select Mm -hmm. it themselves, like they're part of that treatment plan, which I found really helpful. So I think for, and like I've been getting some DMs from people regarding my video and like how it's done. I like demonstrated it in a video on Insta. People are like, I don't know how to implement it. Well, the first step is like sell the rest of your stuff that's on the shelves and like you'd be surprised how quickly you'll figure it out when you've got nothing on your shelf to sell. I have nothing to, to give you in this very moment. I have, I'd have to order it. So like, let's just try this and see if it works. Um, so yeah. highly encourage it link below for zoom delivered. They have like a main landing page that you can go to and DM me anytime. Like I will happily send you a voice note of like how to do it. If you want to do it. Um, or like a little video of like, or I could share my video with you of like the instructions, happy to do it. So check that out. Peeps. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you to Phillips. Mm -hmm. This is great. Episode today. 
Are you ready? Okay. Do you want to, you want, you want a song? I'm ready. I want a song. Want a I want song. a song. Okay. All right. I'll What's my other option? A poem? Um, yeah, like a poem or like, I don't know, like a, yeah, a hint a or something. A haiku. A haiku. No, give me a song. Okay. But don't, don't go down the Irene rabbit hole. Cause I, I, I'm not very good at that. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to mm. go down the rabbit hole. Here you go. It's a two part series. This is the first part. <laughs> it is it's literally I'm getting surround sound right now because Darby is snoring. You got it. Talk it through. Did you literally just Google sn- did you just go into YouTube and say snoring person? You oh you legit did. I did. One hour of <laughs> I don't, one hour I of a should, snoring I think we sound should effect? discuss two things. One, I that I googled easily snoring. And also that 209,000 people have viewed this video. And it's titled, One Hour Snoring Sound Effect. First of all, I don't. I have so why? many questions. I need to know the analytics of this YouTube video to identify how long people stay. What human beings are doing stay, this. Yeah. That are staying on this for one hour. Like, do we need it for one you hour know, or do we need it for like 10 minutes? It's, what's that like and it's not even It's not even changing. Like... It's yeah, it's really just that rhythm. rhythm over and over. Let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast forward to like 39 minutes. Let's see. Nope, it's the same. <laughs> do they ever stop? Like... And then Let's keep see. going? Nope. Same. Same, 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 same. So are you going to talk this through or what? What are you doing here? Oh, I, oh. Who did we interview who does sleep stuff? Was it a long time ago? Uh, no. Like a very long time no. ago? Or was this a boring episode? Is that why you're doing the nope. snoring thing? No, it was actually not a boring episode. The The human that we interviewed is a wonderful human. She is fabulous. I love her. And she also has a podcast. <gasps> it's Erin Elliott! Yay! And we will be seeing Aaron Elliott in, uh, this is the second time that Aaron's been interviewed on the podcast. Mm -hmm. We interviewed her live at Voices of Dentistry last, not last year, the year before. So this is her second time on and will be for sure a third time because she is like the information that she provides is so valuable. So this is the episode with our dear friend, Aaron Elliott. We will catch you on the, on the what? On the on the flip side, okay. That's <laughs> is that where it is? <laughs> on the flippity flam. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Third Air Podcast, peeps with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. Hello, friend. How are you today? Hi, Irene. I'm I'm great. How are you today? Are you living your best life? Living the best non high well, life? It's it's four oh nine p.m. Eastern time in my world. I okay. am I am the dental receptionist today because I don't have a dental receptionist today. Um, cause she is busy doing her best life. Uh, Good. so, so I, uh, I am the dental receptionist. I'm also drinking coffee at four o'clock. Um, so that's that where is, we are, huh? That, yeah, that's, that's, I forgot to, yeah, I just, I can't, but, but I'm pretending to live my best life on social media as per usual. As, as one does, as one does. Asking. And you were good. Yeah. You were, you were happy. You are living your best life as well. Absolutely. I get to hang out with you on the microphone and these amazing guests that we have. And also like I'm in a stationary location. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm living my best life. <laughs> we've got, compared we've to our- got 
two peeps that are hanging with us today. This is so one, great. One of whom you've heard of. We interviewed the lovely Dr. Erin Elliott live Yay. at Voices of Dentistry last year. So she is here for a round two and she brought her bud with her that yes. I have so many questions for the both of you. Welcome <laughs> to T-Bone for the first time mm-hmm. on the Two Third Air podcast and welcome back, Dr. Elliott. How are you today? I'm great. Uh, I am doing great. They're yeah. both great. I'm great. I'm, <laughs> Uh, listen, I'm just I'm just excited to be sandwiched between three beautiful ladies. So uh, I'm truly living my best life. Are, are, okay, so sweet. so you don't your your name is not T Bone, although I wish your name was T Bone. T Bone is a nick it is. is it, it's a nickname, right? That's correct. My wife gave that nickname to me. I was gonna say. So we won't go into we won't go into why I guess. Oh come I'm on, messing. you got you got to go. I'm you got to go into why. <laughs> No, so my real name is Tarun, uh, which is very hard for most, uh, I used to say Americans, but you guys are Canadians, so it's probably hard for Canadians to say as well. So when introducing me to her friends down in Miami, uh, she just introduced me as T-Bone, like this is the second time we met and I had met her friends for the first time. And uh, so that name has stuck and I've used it ever since. And we're talking uh, 20, almost 22 years ago. Uh, so that's how long I've been using the name. So, wow. I mean, I'm Canadian. Katrina's not, but she's basically Canadian because mm. she's from the Midwest. So she's kind of yeah. like the American version of a Canadian, right? That's right. <laughs> don't she you says, know? She's, she says sorry and don't you know? Don't like you know? Canadian. Does she say yeah. supper? So it is supper. Yes. Thank oh, you for asking. Yes, it is supper. You, <laughs> you say supper? I don't, do you we don't say supper. I don't say supper. That's oh, a very special. What are those special uh, French fry things you guys do up there in Canada? Poutine. Yeah, poutine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. It's, I've had it's, that once. It's good stuff. It'll clog your arteries in no time. And Timmy Hose. Yes, Tim, 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 Tim Horns is a thing. It'll clog. They'll both clog your arteries very, <laughs> very well. Okay, so last time, Doctor Elliot, when we spoke, we talked a little bit about how a hygienist can identify breathing and airway issues. And now I've been watching you guys kind of travel the, the United States of America, educating people. I want, I want to do a little bit more of a deep dive on what your courses are like, what you can expect, and then a little bit about your podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So tell me about how you two met. Like, what's the story here? I Uh-oh. actually, T-Bone. I, <laughs> there's a face. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. I, I recently told the story and... Um, Mike Detola had no idea that this is what led to where I'm at now. Oh, but no. um, Mike Detola, I met him at an Idaho State Dental meeting. And if you've ever met, know of him, he's hilarious and, and just a great speaker. Well, he had me on. So we met in person and he's like, you know, I, I want to interview you on my show. And so I went on there and spoke about sleep apnea and, and adult orthodontics. Well, Mike Tatola said some stuff about orthodontists and orthodontics and how easy it is. So basically, when that came out, I had about a 200 comment thread on Dentaltown that said, you know, Aaron Elliott and Mike Tatola, do you care to explain yourself? So we took a lot of arrows. Uh oh. And wait, so wait, how- let, don't don't fast forward over this. I want to know <laughs> what was said, who said what. We got to get him, Katrina. We got to get him. Yeah, let's do so, it. Let's get him. You could search it pretty easily, but it was when he was with Glidewell. And he, he basically, they cut it out of the video, but I have um, 
written proof of it, but it basically said that, you know, they, they make it seem like it's so hard and they, you know, an assistant does it and um, they don't even have the fortitude to extract a tooth that they want out for us, you know? Oh, smack. Okay. Yeah. I mean, part of that, part of that is not inaccurate. Like most of the work is done by an accessory yes. member of the team here in Canada. It's done by dental hygienists because dental assistants aren't able to do ortho. I mean, in my office, I do almost everything, including bend wires, which is crazy. Hmm. Oh, bending wires. What the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> so I have to admit like in adolescence, there is some, you know, you, it's all a mental exercise. Um, the actual day-to-day -day brackets and wires and stuff isn't that difficult. And I, and I had never been in the public spotlight like that. I've never taken arrows like that. So I was new to it. And, and Detola was like, this is awesome. Are you kidding me? He didn't mind <laughs> at all. No. Um, and as you can imagine, Howard Ferran really loved it too. Mm -hmm. um, he oh, loves any yeah. sort of controversy. And actually, I think yep. you guys interviewed him just before me at VOD. Did you not see him shirtless the on the trade show floor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will forever, that I will forever awesome. remember the day where I was able to write "Do not resuscitate" in permanent marker. <laughs> it was actually pen on Howard Franz. You bare, like really had to press bare, too. I like had it to wasn't. Press. <laughs> he had like. What is it called when you know a, a diabetic has like significant edema, like a, like a pitting in the skin, like you know level one, level two, or level three pitting? I hope Howard Fran listens to this. <laughs> Someone send this to Howard. You know what I mean? When you look at the level of pitting based on like water retention, you'll know. Yeah, that was that was me. He probably still has the indentation of DNR on his chest. Okay, so aside from that, so you That's met Mike Detola, awesome. and then so, so then did. This stuff happened on Dentaltown and Ferran reached out to me. He goes, I got to get you on my podcast. Like, just because there was controversy, you know? Yeah. Um, and again, I got wrapped up into this when I really didn't even say the words, I would say. But I did get retribution later on. I was, I spoke at a, um, the CareStream Orthodontic Summit and I went in on the courses and there was an orthodontist up there that said, come on, guys, we could train a monkey to do this. And I was like, oh, my gosh, straight from their mouth. Um, wow. But I was on Fran's podcast, and that's where T-Bone reached out to me. And I just get this random call one day from some Tarun Agarwal, had no idea who he was. And he said, I need you to come train my office. He goes, but I'm Indian, and I don't really want to pay you. So I have this... <laughs> um, lecture hall, you know, above my, above my office and we'll, we'll create a course. So that was the evolution. I met him on a Thursday afternoon. He, T-Bone flew out Friday morning and I had the whole first day to myself. So it was, uh, it, as soon as I taught there though, I called my husband and I just said, I'm home. I, wow. I don't even care if T-Bone doesn't like me. He's stuck with me. Oh, so let's and hear, I can't get rid of her. Let's hear the other side of the story now. Let's yeah. hear T-Bone's side. So you see this like um, provocative post, right? And you're like, I need to like hang out with this woman. Like, where did that come from? Well, I just like hanging out with women. So <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> As so, you would. No, I, 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 th I think she has it exactly correct. Uh, there, this isn't a version of Showtime's affair where there's going to be her version and my version of how we see things. 
so uh, no, it was great. And, and, you know, that's probably been what, four or five years now, five years now. Five and years. Um, yeah, and uh, we've been doing a lot of great work. I think there's a lot of, uh, still a lot of work that needs to be done. And uh, so, you know, I've, I, th I think uh, just to kind of uh, maybe cause some controversy, I think, I think the biggest challenge holding dentists back in their practice with sleep is getting their hygienists to actually get on board with creating the conversation about sleep apnea. And one of my goals, because I just want to keep pushing buttons a little bit, is I think that hygienists need to understand that they're that if they're going to continue to promote themselves or focus the efforts on being tooth scrapers, that they're going to diminish their, their profession and eventually we'll have mid-level providers for hygiene. And uh, it'll, be a, it'll be problematic, but that's just my opinion. So yeah, well, you, I'm, it, to kind of piggyback off of that, T-Bone, we're, we're seeing that in other states right now, but the focus is much more on restorative pieces for hygienists mm -hmm. as that like dental therapist, mid-level mm -hmm. type provider. And to your point, you know, we, unfortunately right now in hygiene school, the hurdle you have to get over to become a practicing clinician is to scrape teeth. So, right. I, I mean, I really want to, uh, before Irene takes us, uh, moving forward, because I know Irene's amazing with that. Um, what are some things that you you think up originally or initially that could mm -hmm. help escort hygienists away from that concept of, you're here today for your free cleaning, you're here for the cleaning mm -hmm. that your insurance covers, right? Some of those, um, because we feel that that's the expectation that the patient has. And how do you gently mm -hmm. bridge that gap of the patient is he here ordering off of an a la carte menu, they're cleaning when really we need to be having yeah. other conversations. So what are, what are some ways yeah. that we can do that as hygienists? Well, I think um, for me, everything always boils down to the tools that we have to use for diagnosis. And so I think um, traditionally, most hygienists think of uh, your perio explorer and your perio probe as your tools for diagnosis and maybe intraoral x-rays. Uh, those are the most common, uh, you know, traditional tools, and probably 80% of the offices out there use that alone. I think uh, there are three tools that uh, we have our hygienists use. Uh, the first tool we have them use is a dental camera, uh, a traditional, you know, just a basic camera. It can be a, something as simple as your phone to take pictures, to be able to talk to your patients about what you're seeing, to allow them to own their own condition. Uh, the second thing that we've taught our hygienists to do is to use a CBCT. Mm -hmm. And our hygienists know how to navigate the CBCT. They know how to plan implants in the CBCT. They know how to recognize, you know, dental, traditional dental infections and conditions in the sinuses and around the teeth. You know, maybe not so much with pathology, uh, but those things with the CBCT. And then the most recent thing we've added is uh, all of our hygienists have digital impressions units. Uh, and we take digital impressions on all our patients at least once a year. Uh, all our new patients when they first come in and all our recall patients alternating with their annual x-rays. So to me, the first step is to have good tools to be able to do good diagnosis. But even before all of that, I shouldn't say the first step. Step zero would be to have a mindset uh, that you want to control your own destiny and control the value that you have for your own professional career. Uh, because, you know, we're living in a time right now where hygienists are in significant demand. But I, I, I went through that in the early 2000s. And then by the mid to late 2000s, hygienists were actually seeing lower pay. And then, of course, the cycle has come back around again 
uh, due to what, whatever conditions are going on in the world, but the cycle will repeat itself. But those hygienists who adapt to a more modern view of their position in the practice uh, will never struggle to find the best jobs with the best pay, with the best lifestyle. Uh, like my best, my, my, my highest producing hygienist only does hygiene the equivalent of six hours a week. And she's a five day a week team member. And the rest of the time, she's actually doing my big case treatment planning and, and managing my, my, my cases. Uh, and, and that's been a goal of ours to move her into that role over the last two to three years. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my kind of take on that. I talked a lot. Wow. That's amazing. And I, I think, you know, for hygienists out there listening, it's, it's an exciting thing to know that a lot of times the value of the work that we bring is not just necessarily like my hands are in someone's mouth and you can bill for mm -hmm. this procedure, but rather you're utilizing our expertise to really help next level the work that you're doing, but even more so, and this is uh, kind of the next piece that I want to get into is we're helping our patients because I think I mean, I'm preaching the choir, but who else stares down someone's airway for anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour and has the screening time and conversational time and the, the recare opportunities to continue to reevaluate that patient every time they come in. So I, I think and the, re and the relationship, that's right. Um, I, you know, patients sometimes don't even know the dentist's name but they know their, they, they know their yeah. hygienist name. Um, and T-Bone, the reason why you have your hygiene team take the digital impressions, um, is that so you can show wear or recession and, and just kind of the original condition and track progression? Yeah, I think, you know, I, th I think looking back, everything has a initial purpose of why you bought something or implemented something. You know, for looking back, cone beam for me was about adding dental implants to our practice. And then, then we found out the side effects were so much more than that. There was diagnosis, there's some airway value to it. There, there's so many things there. So for us in, in us implementing digital impressions in the hygiene chair, the sole purpose of it at the time when we started was all about doing more orthodontic treatment. We wanna do more clear liner therapy. So we use digital impressions as a way to show the simulation uh, chair side. And now what we're finding is there's ancillary side effect is there's ancillary benefits to it. Uh, there's the ability to show things, the ability to show occlusion, the ability to show uh, un unwanted tooth movement. There's the ability to show time-lapse, the fourth dimension. Uh, and, and so there's side effects to all of these technologies that we've implemented. But, but my take is there's gotta be a selfish reason for us to do anything. And the selfish reason is always going to be what's in it for you. And that's going to be unique to each individual. For me, it was orthodontics. We wanted to do more ortho in our practice. Uh, for you know, for us, one of my hygienists, it was, hey, I, I don't want to be doing this when I'm 60 years old. You know, I want, to, I want to have a bigger role within a practice. or I want to have that ability to really, really um, prolong my career or make my career indispensable. Uh, so everybody has to have some selfish reason to uh, why they got to do something or they're just not going to do it with their full heart. T-Bone, talk to me about uh, what kind of scanners do you have that what you're, uh, are you so, using an iTero? Yeah. Uh, so we have seven scanners in our practice. Uh, we have, uh, again, <laughs> have seven. So, Is that, I hear that correctly? Seven? Yes. Like, yes we have insane. seven operatory, seven scanners. 
one one yeah, but, scanner but, per op are you kidding me are you kidding me right now so you're, so you're not like waiting like you know the you know how many times i have to wait for the sensor <laughs> Oh yeah. Let alone a scanner. You need, like, you need like a little what, sign that says, is there an available sensor anywhere? Yeah, like yeah, just scan yeah. Well, 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 we do have that issue with the sensor. Okay. But I'm unwilling to buy, I'm unwilling to buy another sensor because <laughs> that, that doesn't make economic sense to me. Uh, uh, so, oh. so we have, we have, but, it but he'll buy, he'll buy seven scanners though. That's Welcome right. to my world. Right. Okay. All right. Let me get uh, well, soda at dinner. No way. Uh, right. Only. I, we, we don't, I don't drink uh, sodas at only drink free water. Um, no, no, we have an Omnicam. Okay. <clears throat> we have two, we have two prime scans. We have two Itero element ones and we have uh, three medits now. So all of so those that scanners, might be eight, eight all of those scanners do the same time-lapse feature or do you have to download the SDL uh, file and do something with the SDL it, file? Yeah. The, these are great questions. So let me let me simplify it. Let me simplify it, but slightly complex it a little bit more. Uh, so I, I've, what I've done, uh, and then this is based on August 2021. Um, I believe the best scanner for any dentist is the Prime Scan. Uh, it is single visit dentistry, the ability to do restorative dentistry, the ability to capture great digital impressions. In my opinion, the best scanner itself on the market the fastest, most clear scanner on the market. Unfortunately, also the most expensive scanner, but uh, with the capabilities come that. Uh, I believe at this point in time, again, August, 2021, the best hygiene scanner is the Itero Element 5D, maybe the 5D plus at this point, but we have an Itero Element 1. Uh, so that tells you that, uh, you know, even the Element 1 will get you by for what you want to do. Uh, and, and that's because it has the most, um, mature hygiene platform. And what I mean by that, the easiest ability to click a button and to see an orthodontic simulation, to send cases to a laboratory, to see time-lapse, to see the occlusal radar, weather map, whatever they call it, right. those kind of things. Uh, where and now, we use and now it has NERI too, which is helpful for patients that perhaps don't really want yeah, x-rays yeah. or aren't sold on x-rays. Yeah. Or even cracks, yeah, like you can see cool, the cool cracks yeah. and stuff on the teeth. Yeah, the 5D and the 5D Plus added that feature. And, you know, I'm not sold on that. A, I haven't used it other than a couple of demos, so I'm not completely sold on that myself. That's the skeptical dentist in me talking. And then the medits, which we have, um, uh, we, we believe those are great assistant scanners. Uh, so we use those in our assistant operatories. Uh, and, and, and I believe, in my opinion, and this is just me forecasting here, I think the medit will overtake the iteros in our practice. And I think we will probably transition out our iteros in the, probably by the end of the year and replace them with medits uh, because the medit also has orthodontic simulation that while not as mature as iteros, it's getting close and gets the job done. Uh, they have the occlusal analysis feature now, they have the compare feature uh, and it's a very easy and inexpensive camera digital impression system that you can add in the office and, and, my, and my, my hesitation with the ITER is I pay $350 a month per scanner for the privilege of having the scanner. And, and don't get me wrong, it's absolutely worth it. But at some point when you get to, when I'm trying to get to six, seven or eight of these things in the office, it, it economically doesn't always make sense. But it is at this point in time, still the most um, mature scanner that you can put into a hygiene department 
uh, and make money easily and quickly with. One final question. Can I kind of answer those questions? Kind of, there a yeah. Little bit? Where do you store? Yes. So, with a variety of different scanners, there are different mm -hmm. platforms where things mm -hmm. are stored. Like in your Itero, it's your mm -hmm. My Itero. Prime yeah. Scan has its own. Like, where yeah. is your? How are yeah. you storing yeah. and organizing those STL files in so many yeah. different devices? Yeah. And how do you keep track of who, yeah, has, so this, who was scanned with what? Yeah. I, the, all of those are problems. <laughs> so, uh, so this, this Gina, so, Gina Dorfman, so, if so you're listening, think, the, the solution, yeah. the solution maker, Gina Dorfman, if you're listening, we need some help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is where I think Itero and Medit are definitely a little ahead of Sarek in this situation. With Itero, they have the cloud, which is my Itero, which allows you essentially, you know, minutes after you scan a patient, you have it readily available, you know, anywhere in the world, essentially, at that point. Yeah. And Medit has a similar cloud system as well, call it Medit Link. Uh, and so whenever we scan a patient, uh, it's, you know, within minutes, almost similar to the iTero, it's available on any computer or anywhere in the world via a, a desktop app or a web-based app. Uh, it's readily available. On the Seric machine, we're still living in the world where it's stored on the local computer. But again, it has different uses. And I'm, I'm very hopeful that they'll get there, you know, that they'll come to the modern times with that and get to the point where they have a cloud-based system uh, for storage of the Seric scans. Now, the challenge we do have in our practice is we have to write, we have to look up. Sometimes I look in three different spots uh, to find my patient's scan depending on who scanned them, what day they scanned them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that is a little bit of a problem. That's another reason that we want to try to move to a singular platform if we can. Uh, but I, I still believe nothing beats CEREC for same-day dentistry. Uh, so I don't see us uh, getting rid of CEREC within our practice anytime soon. Mm. And what about you, Dr. Elliot? What 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 do you've got? I was just going to say, I thought I was pocket? cool because I had Omnicam and PrimeScan. <laughs> You're still very cool. <laughs> yeah, um, we are. We use our scanning mostly restorative, you know, of course, sleep, ortho, um, implant guides, things like that. But it, we have not incorporated it into the hygiene yet. And you know, we have a busy hygiene practice: five hygienists, um, five days a week. So it, it's it's a pretty heavy hygiene practice. I barely just got them taking photos, so we're a little behind. Well, yeah. and, and I, I think that's an important point that Aaron says that every dentist or hygienist listening to needs to understand is that when you hear someone like me say I have six, seven, eight scanners, whatever the number is at this point in time, uh, it's easy to say, well, he spends money or he has money or they gave it to me free. And they didn't, by the way, none of those came for free. Uh, every I started with one. I started with one scanner. I started with one camera and I started the same place each of us are starting, you know, the real difference is, is I just continue to focus on slow and steady implementation. And I'm, I like to say I'm relentless about getting to the finish line or getting close to the finish line with all of this. That's really the only thing that separates me from a few other people is that I'm just relentless about getting there. I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to cut ties if that's what it takes to continue to move forward. Snap. I love He's like, that. listen, you're going to scan every patient. You can take photos. You're going to smile. You're going to nod. You're going to say yes, or you're fired. Well, you sound like or, Lance Timmerman gonna... right now. That's pretty cutthroat. We are, but I don't, Seattle I don't know. Protocol. Like yeah, the Seattle I mean, protocol. That's what this is. Uh, <laughs> 
I will go to the end. I will go to the very ends to train and give people every opportunity to to succumb, if that's a good word, to our culture in the practice. Uh, because if it's not the right culture for you, it's it's okay. I wish you the very best. But the culture of our practice is going to be that we are technologically oriented practice, where we are going to be not doing what others are doing, but leading the way mm -hmm. for what others want to be doing in their practice. And, and that's the culture that we create. So as long as I'm the majority or sole owner of the practice, as long as I'm interested enough to continue to do that, uh, that will be our culture, even if that means I make less money or I have a little more turnover. Or, or there's some calculus left behind. Even if there's some calculus left behind. Uh, Wait, what? Uh, that's, you that's hold on. You would me. compromise leaving calculus behind for someone taking a scan? Yeah, absolutely. Because they came with that calculus. It's okay if they leave with a little bit of calculus. <laughs> oh, no. Look at Irina's oh, no. like, you guys oh, have no, to see her. No, she's like, no, she can't no, even, no. like, her brain my can't hands, even process it. My hands, okay. <laughs> in my practice but let's let's and we still scan and we still take photos I, yes so it doesn't mean you have to compromise absolutely it doesn't mean so if doing one thing doesn't mean that it makes it okay to compromise on another thing okay but right. what it means is it's really th that that analogy is about a mindset yeah. the mindset is prioritization of what's the most important thing for that patient if getting a scan and helping them understand their restorative needs, orthodontic needs, so that they don't have crooked teeth that creates and traps the plaque and calculus for the future. If that means you leave a little calculus this time to allow the time to get to a better place in the future, then that's what you but do. I it's feel about like you just contradicted what Aaron said, where Aaron just talked mm -hmm. about like how hygienists have more time with the patients. Mm -hmm. We build the rapport, we build the trust, we see them more than mm -hmm. the docs, and that most yeah. of the time a hygienist is known more so than the dentist. If you look at any of my Google reviews, it's not mm -hmm. about like Dr. Such and Such was fabulous. It's that the, the named hygienist was fabulous to the point where they start trending. So how, yeah. how that, and like, if you leave a piece of calculus behind, you could potentially get a perio abscess mm -hmm. and then it could be a lot worse for everyone. But, um, so, so well, that's not a piece aside, of calculus. That's a, that's, that's a crater. Uh, that's like a, uh, Cave, the, one of those the stalagmites hanging yeah. from a cave. No, I mean, like if, if you burnish below. a piece of calculus and the tissue heals over top, I mean, Katrina works in a perio practice in surgery. She sees this shit every day. So, I mean, we're not here to argue pros and cons, but what I'm saying sure. is like, you know, treatment planning. I'm, as I'm you, happy to. As you guys do. <laughs> Let's right? get like, provocative. <laughs> as you guys do with treatment planning, like treatment planning <laughs> and prioritization is really important. Mm -hmm. Now, let's, mm -hmm. let's, like we didn't come here to talk about tech and, and perio. We came okay. to talk about sure. airway breathing and ortho yeah. and the connection between <laughs> all of the above. So I, Dr. Elliot, I want you to talk to me a little bit about, um, and, and I have one, two questions. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing in the adult population that requires orthodontics, how to have a conversation with someone about needing ortho, not to make them look any prettier or beautiful or handsome or whatever, um, but how do you have those conversations with someone about it being needed for a better night's sleep, which you talk about all the time and breathing? And um, how does a general dentist know the limitations between what you can do with your Invisalign algorithm versus <laughs> when you need to send to somebody else? Uh, you know, I mean, that's, that is a lot of questions yeah. and um, <laughs> We're all into saying one. that. 
I have to say that I don't know if it's my um, patient population or just me keeping things practical, but I'm not a total I'm not totally bought into the fact that expanding the palate is going to cure everyone. Hmm. Um, I, I do speak to my patients about orthodontics. Um, but we're a lot of my patients, I'm just trying to convince them they even have an issue of hmm. sleep in general. So then if you complicate things and say, well, we're going to, you know, send you for a surgery, a SARPI, a MARPI, um, we're going to do some expansion and they don't even think they snore, then that could, you know, potentially the patient will do nothing. Yeah. And so I also believe that sleep apnea is not just anatomical, but it's physiological. You could have a collapsible airway. It's also neurological. You could have a high loop gain, low arousal threshold. Like there's so many more mm -hmm. components than just the palate and the mandible saying that. Um, if it, if it goes beyond like, you know, I do adult ortho, I don't do huge palatal expanders and, um, crazy things with like clear liners. So bond in a hoss beforehand and have someone yeah. crank a key and open. No, correct. I have cool. sent now just my second patient for a Sarpy. I, I have witnessed one. They work well, they work quickly I just think that's one component of their sleep issue. I never propose it as this is going to cure you. Mm. And so that might be, I might be in the minority of sleep apnea dentists. Um, but I do think it. you have to look at the whole picture and not just focus on, you know, the, the just palatal expansion or as the solution or even taping your mouth shut. There's yeah. a whole lot more to it. Um, but I do have a master with clear aligners and more advanced techniques, um, right in my town. So he's, he ha doesn't take it from an airway perspective, but we have uh, worked together long enough that that's kind of what I do, um, in those cases. I love when that happens. I really think it's going to help them. I mm -hmm. love when you work with a specialist that uh, works with you to achieve mm -hmm. a goal. Like you see that in prosto a lot where, yeah. you know, a, a cosmetic or restorative dentist will, you know, message a, a periodontist and say, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Like almost like a prescription. Right. Uh, and then it comes back the way you ask. I find it interesting yeah. when we refer an ortho case out to an orthodontist and we don't do fixed here, we do clear aligners, but I find it interesting when we refer someone out and like, I get a report and the report doesn't ask us any questions like, Hey, do you have any plans with the, 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 the anterior crown that's cracking? Like, are you going to replace that? Do you want us to intrude or extrude like to help with a minimally invasive prep? Like none of those questions ever get asked. So I love that. Like you have that relationship with your peeps. Cause it's kind of a rarity. It's like, not, it is unfortunately. And even, you know, I have a relationship T -bone, with T-Bone's grinding his teeth. He doesn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 well, I don't accept that it has to be unique. Uh, I accept that we'll fire specialists just as specialists can fire me. Seattle protocol comes out again. <laughs> no, no. It, 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 look, firing isn't about being, you know, being a dick or an asshole about it. Okay. It's, it's just that, look, my goal is to do what's in the best interest of my patients. And I want to work with specialists that are going to help me advance my patient care. And so, you know, and I get it if you're in a rural area and you literally only have one choice or two choices, and, and that's unique, okay? That is unique. 
But if you're in a metro area, you have hundreds of, you know, yeah. dozens of choices. And, and I don't think you should accept something just because the way something is doesn't mean it has to be that way. And, and another point I'd like to make are two things I was just uh, thinking about. One is, uh, I mean, you'd mentioned that isn't it nice when specialists and dentists have a good uh, working relationship? Uh, isn't it nice when a dentist and a hygienist have a good working relationship? Yeah. You know, the dentist and the hygienist should hold themselves to that same standard and that it has to be a two-way relationship in the practice where it's not just the dentist saying, this is what I want to do and it's gotta be my way or the highway, but it's gotta be a two-way street where the hygienist says, hey, here's what's available, here's what's new. And I know, like, for example, in my practice, we treat perio, but it's not a, it's not a direct concern or a like major focus of mine as a business owner, uh, but I want my hygienist to always have the right tools to do, to do great work. So I wanna bring that up because you mentioned, isn't it nice when we have that working relationship? And, and, and again, just to stir a little controversy and then I'm gonna come back to the ortho question uh, is I will argue till I'm blue in the face, which would take a long time since I'm so brown. <laughs> um, I'll argue till I'm blue in the face that more dentists want modern, proactive, collaborative hygienists in the practice, and it's just hard to find them. And we want it. And if more hygienists, if they, if more people want that, then go to your dentist and say, I would like to be in this realm. And listen, if your dentist doesn't give you what you want, fire them and find another place of work. You know, again, if you're in a metro area, you have hundreds and hundreds of choices. If you're in a rural area, maybe that's not so easy to do. Uh, but but the whole firing or succumbing thing goes both ways. Uh, and then the other point you had asked how we implement ortho or sleep. I always start try to start and teach people in a case acceptance process from an influential communication side of view to start conversations with patients. Have you ever thought about or have you considered? Have you thought about straightening your teeth to help with your hygiene? Have Mr. Mrs. Jones, have you noticed that you get a lot of food stuck in this bottom, you know, this bottom front area? The reason I bring that up is we know that crooked teeth leave nooks and crannies for lots of stuff to get stuck. And did you know, or have you ever considered having tooth movement to help alleviate that issue? You know, those are great ways to bring up conversations that's not salesy versus saying, hey, do you want to do orthodontics? You know, that sounds like a sales pitch for five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars versus starting with a, you know, a thought provoking question with a benefit to them and then asking them if they've ever thought about or considered doing something to help alleviate that or fix that. And to me, that's some of the best ways of implementing XX, whatever that is, ortho, sleep, you know, have you ever noticed or been told that you snore? You know, just simple questions like that. Is that something you'd be interested in getting rid of or helping? And then that starts that conversation and then you can take it kind of from there. I, I like, love that. I like and I starting think, with it concerns me because yeah. and yeah. then I just say it yeah, concerns I'm worried. me because I've noticed yeah. this. And then like just yeah. shut up and let them So T Bone, yeah. it concerns mean? me that your lower anteriors are chipping. Have you ever thought about a liner <gasps> therapy? But I have I, I I have got seven have scanners. Someone therapy. could do it. <laughs> Someone scan it. Someone get get a scanner in this well, man. It's not about it, but doing nothing about it. Right. No, well, well. 
a few years back, I did uh, purchase Invisalign for myself and then never wore the trays. <laughs> so so well, number, number one step is know thyself. Know thyself. <laughs> yeah, so know thyself. Okay. How, do you, so, um, how do you peeps feel about, uh, about Vivos? So yeah, I'll leave that to Aaron. No, I, don't know tell, I have a hygienist who works for me. Uh, and her other practice has Vivos or does Vivos. I know nothing about it other than what I've seen on Google. There's like some form of assessment that you can fill out. There's a ring apparently that you wear this ring and it's supposed to tell you a bunch of different things as well as like it's designed. <laughs> Is it like a mood to- ring? Does it like change colors? <laughs> if you're- It's like an apple ring <laughs> of some kind. And it's, it's, does it, it's like a series of, of things that you have to do. And it's thousands and thousands of dollars. How do we feel about yes. it? What do we know about it? And and tell me, tell me all of so the things. So Vivos uses a appliance that has coils, and these coils stimulate your epigenetic potential down to the mitochondria DNA to expand <laughs> bone growth. So I get asked this question a lot, and being on the spot and not wanting to say anything negative I think there's pros and cons to everything my question is why would you only offer that I think it is a next step tool you need to get the sleep workflow taken care of first like even getting your team I screening for it talking to it if you can get a patient from a to z with just a simple appliance and that includes getting the patient to become aware that they even have an issue right to accept ownership over it then we can look at the options. Okay, you love your appliance. Now, how can we make this permanent? I, I just don't think that maxillary expansion alone is curative all the time. And that's a really tough claim to make. And so it does make me pause anytime a company or someone makes that claim. Yeah. Um, plus that I have been a part of a couple SARPIs now that surgically assisted rapid, rapid palatal expan- expansion that works within six weeks and it works like you're getting bone expansion. You're not getting tooth pushed through the buckle plate and that happens within six weeks. Whereas Vivos can take up to a year and then you more. Their, their website says 12 to 24 months to, yes so it's like and you wear this vivos so device as directed by your doctor between 12 to 24 months primarily in the evenings and at night while you sleep correct so what are you doing to treat the sleep apnea right finally aware you have in those 12 to 24 months and then restoratively afterwards you have spacing so then you have to spend so that's an eight thousand dollar treatment and then you have to spend however much more to get straight teeth well so doesn't it I, also it, like mess up your occlusion at that point because you're gonna have some form of posterior occlusion are you deprogramming and then equilibrating like how do you feel about i don't know how you feel about to... like deprogrammers and equilibration for for sleep and tmd issues too yeah um, tmd yeah but sleep i don't i don't see how i mean really Sleep is about airway resistance. Um, again, it's neurological. It's, there's there's so many aspects to it. It's not just about the maxilla. So that is a very long-winded answer to neutrally say. I think it can be a tool, but not, not a cure. the tool. Yes. Hmm. 
one thing that I wanted to, to bring up and thank you for sharing that, um, as we start talking about tools and things that need to begin uh, becoming implemented into dental practices, particularly those practices that maybe don't already have a CBCT in their office or don't have scanners and things like that. Um, and to kind of go back to something that T-Bone said, um, where a lot of dentists want to have a futuristic um, you know, hygienist, a hygienist who has that mindset that gets excited about some of this new technology, um, another provocative statement would be a lot of hygienists believe that dentists don't want to spend the money or that dentists are not interested in investing back in their team or investing back into their practice and things like that. So to kind of bridge, bridge that gap moving forward, if I'm a hygienist in a practice and I, I'm excited about airway and, and I want to you know start infusing some of this into my practice, but my doctor won't buy his colleague a can of soda when we're out, as Dr. Elliot shared. Um, you know, what are some ways that I, as a hygienist, can start working with my doctor? What would be some um, maybe more inexpensive tools or some more inexpensive strategies to at least dip our toe in that water and start to begin seeing that value? Yeah, absolutely. I think Erin has disappeared for a moment, so she'll be back. But I think it's a, look, it's a great question, Katrina, and I want to thank you for asking that. Um, so let, let's, again, come back. I think the first step is we've got to have communication. That communication is two-way, as I've mentioned multiple times. And I, there's this fear, the fear that the dentist has that they're going to drive away team members, the fear that the hygienist has that he or she is going to lose their job. And we have to get over that fear. We have to live in a world of abundance where there are other hygienists available, there are other dentists available, and, and you start from that, okay? That's the first step. Uh, the second step is to then start that communication. And, and again, to me, that communication is the same way I bring things up with patients. Hey, Dr. X, are you, are you aware or have you read anything about sleep apnea? You know, I was reading an article the other day, it showed up in you know, RDH journal, whatever, whatever in the world is out there. And it intrigued me. It connected with me because I have a child who's doing this, or I have a husband who's snoring. You know, what would you think about maybe learning together to do this? So what would you think about adding that to our practice? It's something I would love to do. And, and to me, that's the first step is to make yourself a little vulnerable that you're available for those kind of things and that you want to learn. And then the onus is, and, and probably what's happened so many times is a dentist has invested and they've you know, lost, but just as a business owner, you're gonna lose sometimes. You, you can't stop winning because you've lost a few times. It's just, you gotta do it. And dentists are notoriously problematic and, and cheap, that's the best word for it, about investing in their people. And, and the worst one is they say, well, I don't wanna invest in somebody, what if they leave me? Well, I don't, want, I don't want to have mediocre people around me, so let's invest in somebody. And if nothing else, you've made, you've made the profession a better place for the next person. Uh, so I think it's about having a level of communication and then living in abundance about that you can find another place that, that fits what you want to do. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, one, one final question before we, we wrap sure. up. And um, we had a guest on a few, a few episodes ago. His name is Dr. Dave Shirazi, and he's a um, 
dentist in California who does sleep medicine and also Chinese medicine kind of has a holistic approach. And he made a very broad statement at the end of our episode that's stayed with me. And I kind of want to hear people's opinion of it that also do sleep medicine um, or sleep dentistry, sleep dentistry, sleep medicine, dentistry, dental sleep medicine, medicine. dyslexia. Um, he made a statement and said, not all dentists should be providing night guards for their patients if they don't know what they're doing because it may aggravate or could aggravate or won't cure or won't fix um, the underlying issue and it could mask it. How do you feel about that statement? And, and how, would, how would you, if you agree with it, what would you do? How would you recommend someone make a a change to learn more about what they're lacking in knowledge? Well, I mean, it's, it's pretty traditional approach. You see someone grinding their teeth, you make them a night guard, but really is that addressing why they're grinding or bruxing or clenching? And so again, I think bruxing and clenching is multifactorial. You can't just make a blanket statement that all of it is airway. Let's say 80% of it is though. So yes, before you make any sort of night guard, we should be assessing airway. Um, I don't make a night guard without a sleep study, honestly, because I I have, just like T-Bone has seven scanners, I have seven sleep home sleep test units. And it, and it, even in the skinniest in, you know, the healthy, healthiest per se in quotation marks person, if they are clenching or grinding, um, I'm going to do a sleep test. There was one study done with 10 patients in which it showed that a flat plane um, occlusal guard made their sleep apnea worse. So dentists took that one small study and hung their head on it. So I would say Mm -hmm. that I don't think all night guards necessarily um, are going to like kill someone. However, I think it should, it should at least prompt us to ask the question, why? And that could be stress. It could be medication. It could be other reasons. So I can't make a blanket statement that it all bruxing is um, sleep apnea, but they're pretty heavily correlated. It's enough for us to start a conversation. And it really does help make sense to patients why their dentist would even care about airway. Um, The cone beam helps us do that as well. And we just happen to have an easy, efficient way to check that out because the medical pathway, especially in Kannada, is not necessarily the easiest to navigate. So we just try to make things easy for patients to say yes. Yeah, here, here it's kind of annoying because of, uh, to get a sleep study, you have to get a referral from your physician. and dentists are not allowed to give referrals to physicians or for a sleep study. You have to like give them a medical history form that they then will call and make. There's no connection between medicine and, is it the same in your land? No. It's no, a wild all... west. We just, we do what we want. I'm, I'm, it's not exactly <laughs> you pay for it here with our lovely healthcare system. And I'm in, in, an, and I'm in Idaho, so there's even if it's even more of the wild, wild west. I mean, literally, like, I follow, literally the wild west. I, uh, I follow the rules, you know, the ones right. that make sense. <laughs> the ones that don't get me in jail, I follow. Them. Okay, well, well-behaved I, women rarely make history. There you go. That's right. <laughs> and no good story ever started with salad. 
<laughs> All right. Well, on that note, thank you both for being here with us today. Katrina, is it time? It's time, Irene. Irene. It's time. Oh, Erin knows what time it is. She, she knows what time Do it you is. know what time it is? Uh, well, it's 4.58. <laughs> no. So at the end of every episode, uh, Katrina and I do something cool because we are called the Tooth or Dare podcast for a reason. At the end of every episode, Katrina and I do a rock, paper, scissor, and the loser gets to go up against you. You get to Perfect. accept or dish a tooth or a dare. And now there's two of you. So whomever loses and goes, it has to go up against both of you. So it'll have to be a unanimous decision on what you do. And while we do our finger exercises to warm up, the rest of you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genist. And where can they find you, peeps? I know, Erin, you're on Insta. Erin Elliott DDS is same on Facebook. And, and I'm at T-Bone Speaks on all social media platforms, and all of except them. Twitter. And and your podcast as well. Yeah, I'm, and I have a T-Bone Speaks podcast, which we're going to rename next year. But for the time oh. being, it's still T-Bone oh, Speaks podcast. Are you going to name it Irene? I love her. Poss <laughs> possibly. For the right amount of money, I might rename it that. <laughs> okay, awesome. All right, Katrina, are you ready? Oh, that's so funny. I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking dare. Oh, he's already taking it. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. we're ready oh, to wow. go. Ready? Okay. Rock, rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot. I lost. So it's, it's, I'm, I, you and I, you and me, Aaron and T Bone, are you guys going to do a two for one special or are you do a, what do you want to do? Accept Well, I got to shimmy last time That's and watch right. you do a back handspring. <laughs> I think yeah. we should get, I am not doing that. <laughs> are you taking a dare? Is that what you're saying? When Me, are you I'll guys? When sure. are you guys in the same room together again? Uh, uh, next week. Next week. Okay. So, are you accepting a dare? Are you gonna do it? One hundred percent. Yeah. Aaron, One hundred percent. We're accepting. She's a dare. like, I need, oh, to hear, yeah. I need to. Okay. Cool. So, uh, do you guys know anything about cheerleading? Uh, I've done cheerleading before. You have? Wait. Okay. I need to know that's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a part two. So, I'd like you guys to do a short. 15 second cheer about sleep apnea. Okay, awesome. I'm in. And film it and put it up on socials and we'll, we'll Perfect. share it. Perfect, no that problem. Bit. Yeah? No Do you problem. need me to wow. it for you or can you come up with something? Uh, even even better. Yeah? The, the crazier you make it, the more likely I'll do it. <laughs> the more likely. Okay. Okay, I'll this do is it. great, Irene. Um, I will. I will make you guys. You you have to do your hands on your own. You can do your. But then, so but then here's my question. Dance. If I do this, will you then do a video for us for social media? What do you want me to do? I haven't thought of that yet, but I'll come up with it. I have a good, I already have a good one that we can, but maybe we can do it again. She, she did do a back handspring. Yeah, you want me that to sounds do easy. That's pretty impressive. <clears throat> I mean, it was kind of impressive. Everyone stopped to stare. Well, I was shimming. You were shimming. <laughs> Okay, let's start with this, and then I'd be happy to take on a dare after I see you. All right. This. It'll be, this is, I'm, right, holding, I'm holding it ransom. How about that? Perfect. Perfect. That, as you should. As you should. Awesome. Wonderful. Okay, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to another episode. Make sure you follow at toothordare.podcast to watch this dare go down. And until next time, peace out, peeps. And we're back from the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. From, from the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. From on the from it from it we were from it but, but now we were, we're we were on it now we're we are from okay it. it is past we've tense. never been able to figure that one out i think it's my like we don't i think it's my um 
my um my English. Must be the Canadian it's thing. the Romanian yeah. in me. It's like it doesn't understand things. Like when I say, um, like close the lights. Yeah, that's not how we we don't close the lights. Right, but the lights. I say close the lights. Everything is close the, like close the window, close the door, close the lights. Close the window makes sense. <laughs> close, close, close the door makes close sense. the bottle. Close the ketchup. I don't understand why you would ever close the bottle. Why wouldn't you just finish the bottle and put it in recycling like the rest of us, Irene? Just close the. And anyone I ever meet that meets me laughs, including including Chris, who's like, "Why do you say close the?" Anywho, um, English English not first language. So, Erin Elliott, thank you so much for like providing such valuable info. She's amazing. I'm like, yes, I love her. There are very few people in the world that I'd like to like borrow their brain like I, I hate the like phrase like pick your brain can I like pick your brain yeah. like we've done that that was like 1999 like let's move on yeah. yeah but there were very few people that I'd like to just like borrow their brain like when they're sleeping just like lend it to me for 20 minutes so that I can like download the information onto like yeah. a USB and then like and then plug it in yeah it in like I feel like yep. like it would go like in your ear or something there's like a little port somewhere like a USB port That'd be amazing. How cool would that be? If you could download someone's brain, three people, whose brains would you download? Not mine. I'm not giving it to you, bitch. Uh, I was going to say, I would, I would take yours. You can't actually. have it. Who would you download <laughs> if you could download anybody? Uh, Elon Musk. I would download his brain. Really? He's got to have a pretty... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you see that big stretch? My dog just stretched. See Elon that? Musk. Because of Why? He just he, he's he thinks he sees the world very differently than we do, and I think I think we need to uh, honor more of that. Mm. Not repeating the same things, but people who are going into the future. So okay. I, I find his brain to be a very scintillating All one. Right. Um, so that would be one. Gosh, I don't know, Irene. You put me on the spot. Really? You're usually pretty yeah. good on the spot. I know. Usually, I am. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Um, I, I it, download my own brain, maybe. <laughs> Try and figure it out. Mine with me. Uh, yeah. Download my own brain yeah. and figure it out. That'd be interesting. Cool. I would download your brain too. I would. I would steal your brain. I think you have a very bright brain. I have a weird brain. I had a science project it at is- school today, and they were like, "We need you to like invent a product," and like everyone was like, "We're gonna invent like." things that have already been invented and they're like that's the greatest idea ever i'm like someone was like a chameleon composite i'm like omnichroma always ex- already exists and they're like yeah. really it does I'm like yeah so i invented a robot <laughs> in like 20 minutes and like put together a powerpoint presentation on how i'm gonna like create this robot and my teacher was like how did you do this in 20 minutes like let alone the powerpoint i mean i'm not to I not know, to like blow so my own horn or I mean, toot my own horn or anything but i was just like you're right like i do have a weird brain and usually it's it's to my detriment not to my to my expense not to my benefit um i i would take uh, gordon christensen's brain yeah that's a good one or rella i feel like rella is in that power couple mm-hmm. rella is mm-hmm, the glue mm-hmm. that holds you them think? together i think so Thanks okay. again to our peeps at Phillips for sponsoring this amazing episode. Feel free to reach out mm-hmm. to me or to check the link below on how you can incorporate Zoom delivered into your practice before the holidays for sure. Like it'll save you so much very precious and valuable chair time. We need to get like high yes. production stuff in now. I don't know, but like is that a Canadian thing or is that an American thing? Too? Like, where like insurance companies are renewing yeah. calendar. No, no, that's an, that's an American okay, thing Okay, so it's yeah. like uh-huh. we, we're uh-huh. fully booked into like 
March with mm-hmm. high production restorative stuff. Everyone's like waiting. Yep. I'm going to wait to do this crown until like December. Mm-hmm. Until next. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till the end yeah, of the year. Then I get a renewal. And right. Then, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's me. So this is yeah. very, very important, very valuable time and will help with production for shizzle. My nizzle. Yeah. Yeah. Your niz. So what's next yeah. in the world of Katrina? Where are we going? Uh, close I fly close to this off. New York and Alabama next week. That's where I'm going. That's like polar mm. opposites. So, do you wear the same outfits or do you dress for the state? Do you know I don't wear the same outfits, but I had to wear the same outfits because um, I had a mishap with Rent the Runway. I was keynoting a female empowerment conference and I ordered this amazing rent the runway dress and then it never showed up so thank goodness I was that was one leg of many steps along the way of where I was traveling so I had to rewear a dress again which I was pretty annoyed about but like whatever first world problem I wish that they rent the runway came to Canada it doesn't so I have to buy things at full price which really sucks Ugh, my accountant doesn't like that uh isn't your husband your accountant don't tell him that I just so, bought three bags okay. and like the box comes in and I, I like shimmy it to the bedroom and just put it in my purse closet. And he's like, that's cool. Is that one new? I'm like, no, it's not new. No, nope, just nope, pay new. the bill. Just, don't look at it. <laughs> just, yeah, don't even, don't even look. Just, just uh, all right, peeps. Thanks so much for tuning into another episode. Oh. You know what to do. Hit those follows. And until next time, peace out, peeps. See you in Atlanta. Which mm-hmm. is kind of interest- mm-hmm. an interesting, like, your flight or f- fright or flight or f- whatever. Fright, 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 fright. 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 How, how, yeah. Fright. It's like. Just want to say that my turkey was amazing. I'm glad, I'm glad your turkey was amazing. And we're very say. sorry to the vegetarians listening to this. They could treat a turkey. My turkey was a vegetarian, probably. It was grain fed? I believe so. <laughs> Wait, that's not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted at all. I'm not hearing that's, anything. That's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. That makes Sorry, sense. Sorry, Gordo, if you're listening to this, but you're probably Sorry. not because you're ancient. Because <laughs> he's ancient. He is. Irene, you can't just say things like that in the microphone. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, it's accurate. It's not wrong. I am not wrong. It's not wrong. I get, It's not wrong. I know. It's not wrong about I you. Love him, I love him, though. I took you. a photo with him. Like, well, did I ever tell you about the time I took a photo with him? Yeah, And then he moved did. me because yeah. the lighting was bad. And I was like, bro, <laughs> listen, you're translucent. Like, there's no good lighting in your world. I was just like, I looked at him, like, sideways. I was oh. like, but the lighting is great for me. Like, where do you want to go? Like, do you want to go? outside like is that better lighting for you he was just like so concerned about the uv or the ultraviolet lights that were inside the convention room so he kept like moving me shuffling me around like